Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. This is the words of Isaiah 41 and verse 10. And, and it tells us, fear not, for I am with you. Who is the I am that we're talking about? We're talking about the sovereign God. We're talking about the eternal God. We're talking about the everlasting God. We're talking about the God that creates and forms us in our mother's womb, that breathed life into us and we became a living. So we're talking about the God that loves us, that gave Jesus for us. According to John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believe on him will not perish but have everlasting life. And as we continue on this love um, just talking about the love of God and how awesome and how wonderful it is on Pursued by the Heart of God. I want to welcome you once more on Pursued by the Heart of God. Pursued by the Heart of God is an opportunity to us talk about the love of God and then look at the different challenges that we have in life. And recently we've been looking at the struggles and the challenges of unforgiveness. And we looked at several um, testimonies that we received from some persons, some, some ladies that had experienced some very challenging um, situations in their lives where there was a need for forgiveness to, uh, to happen. And we talked about the struggles they have um, and how difficult it was for them to, to not only just forgive the other person, but also to receive forgiveness. Now, today we want to talk about what is it that affects us in a way that will block us from not only giving forgiveness, but also receiving forgiveness. Because there are times when God, and not just times, God is always willing to give us the ability to forgive. God is always willing to give us the ability to forgive. Even as we just looked at Isaiah 41 and 10, it says, be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And anytime you see the word, I will, this is a promise that God has in his word. And anytime you see a, a promise in his word, it is something that you could look forward to it. It's something that you could depend on. You could put your faith, you could put your trust, you could put your hope in that statement, every time you see it in the Bible, every time you see it in the word of God, I will. It is a promise from God. So if you are struggling with unforgiveness and you feel like you want to forgive, but you keep um, feel like you're trapped, there are some things that we're going to look at today that may be what is causing you to feel that you are trapped. Now, unbelief is something that can keep you from not only giving forgiveness, but also receiving, also receiving forgiveness. Unbelief is trusting your emotions over God and his word. And it's believing something other than what God has said about the situation. 
So if the Lord says to you, say, for example, um, your husband or your wife cheats on you, and the sovereign God in his word, in his commandments, said that we ought to forgive others as we have been forgiven. Now, the emotions that come with that distrust and that breach that has happened in the marriage, it is very, very difficult and it's very challenging. And these emotions are very, very strong. So these emotions that are so strong can actually keep you in a place of unforgiveness because you are not at that time believing in God's power. Like we read earlier, I will strengthen you and I will help you. So in a situation like that where a husband or wife um, is experiencing um, something so, so, so difficult that has happened in the marriage and it's this breach of trust and now if you're both believers or one is believer, now you have to now trust God's word. But if there's a spirit of unbelief or if you're in a place within your mind where your emotions are overriding your faith, overriding what God says, then unbelief is at work because you're not literally taking God at his word. So unbelief is something that we need to look at very carefully when you think about unforgiveness and forgiveness. And then why is it that you don't feel like you have released a person? In the, in the Hebrew, the word unbelief is, um, I'm going to spell it, it's A-P-E-I-T-H-E-O. And it's a refusal to believe. It's an actual unwillingness to be persuaded. It donates an obstinate obstinacy that is based upon a rejection of the will of God. So you know what God's will is, but you're obstinate. You, you, you don't want to accept that at the time. And there are times when, um, because of what has happened, it's so, it's so, it's so um, horrible and so painful. And there's anger and there's um, such, such um, passionate remorse and, and, and you feel so strong about what has happened that it's not a time when you want to do the thing which is to forgive because when you forgive, it's a, remember we talked about it, it's a conscious, deliberate attempt to release the person. It's a choice to release the person. So unbelief will keep you in a place where you're not given forgiveness and you're not receiving forgiveness because you're not holding on to God's word. You're not following God's word. You haven't taken his, him had his word and allowed and given yourself totally over to him. And your emotions are at such a high that it overrides the word of God. Another thing that can obstruct or challenge forgiveness is fear to change. Because sometimes there's whatever happens, sometimes the emotions are so strong. We talk about emotions again. Emotions are very, very strong. And it could be very overwhelming to think that you now have to talk about this situation or you have to face it. And sometimes you look at the things from the past and some things that has happened in the past and they're so, um, so difficult, so painful. Um, feelings of rejection and anger and hurt and rage 
and malice and all of these emotions that are covered up, feelings of, of not being wanted, you know, sometimes so, as children, some parents are like, you feel rejection because you've been tossed from one family member to the other, and now you're, you're an, an adult, and now you have to face that parent, or you might have to be even taking care of that parent. And then there's the, you, that those emotions are in the background, and they've never been dealt with, but, and you want to deal with them, but there's this fear to change um, what you're experiencing right now, because right now your mind is at rest. Right now there is peace. But if you go back into the past and try to, 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 to um, forgive the person and to release them, it's going to bring emotions that you feel like may be overwhelming. This also happened if you've been raped or sexually abused or physically abused and some other um, very horrendous things that ha has happened, and then there's this point that you have to get to in order to forgive the person. Now you have to deal with the situation and it's gonna cause you to change what you've been thinking and feeling at the time and go backwards into the past enough to, to deal with those emotions again. So a fear of change can block you from, from forgiving someone. Another thing that can block you from forgiving, from forgiveness, it's called secondary gain. Secondary gain. Secondary gain is, is um, it's a hidden emotion. You don't really see it up front, it's underneath. And it usually, it's an unconscious benefit that, that is developed and it comes from a situation that has happened and you now use that situation as an excuse to act or to demand certain things or you could see it when there's some kind of control at work or you coerce somebody um, to get something done. So secondary gain is that something traumatic has happened to you. But you now are, now are using the event of the trauma because of the attention that it brings and because of the, the things that are happening that keeps you in, a f in focus, that keeps you in the limelight, that keeps you, you get benefit from it, you get emotional benefits from it. And therefore, you hold on to the situation because if you release the situation, you don't have that secondary gain anymore. You don't get that emotional high. You don't get that um, continuously somebody feeling sorry for you. That's another thing that comes to second grade. You always find people feeling sorry for you, so you, you, you like to have that constantly being, being t told that, you know, oh, I'm so sorry this has happened, and, and it becomes now a thing where you get the attention from it. So that will hold you from, from not releasing the person and to, to um, have forgiveness appropriated in that situation. Secondary gain. Sometimes you'll see someone that is, um, that's really sick and they're probably overweight and, and stuff like that and they're eating stuff that they're not supposed to eat but instead of them um, doing the, what it is to make them lose the weight or to help them, they'll, they'll, they'll keep themselves at that place because of the attention that it gives. And sometimes the attention is negative, but some people rather negative attention than no attention at all. 
So secondary gain is something that can block you from experiencing forgiveness, from giving forgiveness and also receiving forgiveness because of the event that has occurred has caused you to um, experience this attention, this emotional high that you get. And some people even use it as a control sometimes with wives and husbands if the, if the, the one person cheats on, on, on the, in the relationship, then that become be used as a secondary gain because they get to do um, what they want to do. They get to, to, to get certain things done that they want, want to get done. So then in that case, that person is not released and there's no forgiveness there. So unforgiveness is, is something that um, persons that are, will hold onto just so that they don't release a person because of secondary gain. You have some people that have a victim mentality. They are, they're always the victim. That could stop you from experiencing forgiveness because you do not want to move from that place and it goes right back into secondary again. You don't want to move into that place where you're not experiencing the attention that this situation, whatever the, the harm or the hurt that has happened to you gives you. There's some people that want justice and they just don't want to forgive. They tell you they're not ready, they're not at that place yet, they're not willing to forgive at that time. And so someone, that, that person now wants justice for themselves and they do not want to wait because sometimes people think that if they wait for God to do something, it's taking too long and it's not gonna be done the way they want it. So something that could block you from experiencing and giving forgiveness and receiving forgiveness is justice, wanting justice for yourself. Now, what does the scripture say? Why should we hold on to what the word of God says? As we just read a while ago in Isaiah 41 and verse 10, it says, be not dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. So these are promises that God gives us. So we don't have to hold on to unbelief. We don't have to hold on to fear. We don't have to hold on to the victim mentality or the secondary gain or wanting justice. We don't have to do none of those things because God's word is true. He said, I will. So if you feel like if I, if I have to forgive this person, then it's going to cause me to feel emotions that I don't want to feel. So the emotions that I feel right now is good enough for me. So I'm not going to release that person. So I'm not trusting God and I'm not trusting his word. Then the consolation is here in Isaiah 41. He says, I will, I promise you. I promise you I will help you. I promise you that I will uphold you. I promise you that I will strengthen you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I love you. First Peter 5 verse 10 says, After you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. The God of all grace. Your, his grace 
is sufficient. And his strength is made perfect in your weakness. So your weakness is the unbelief. Your weakness is the fear. Your weakness is the secondary gain. Your weakness is the victim mentality. Your weakness is wanting justice for yourself. Because all of these will separate you from the love of God. And in Romans 8, at the, towards the end of this, the, birth, the chapter, it says, What shall separate me from God? So for you not to be separated from God, because unforgiveness in your heart will separate you from the love of God. It is sin. Unforgiveness is sin. And as a believer, you must desire to get rid of it. And yes, there are situations that are so horrible. There are situations that are so difficult. And you don't want to deal with them. You don't want to think about it. You don't want to even remember it. And it's going to take the power of God. So that's why the word of God is so encouraging. And it, 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 he says he will restore, he will confirm, he will strengthen and establish you. That's First Peter 5 verse 10. And Psalms 34 and 17 to 20. This is for the ones that want justice. When the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and save the crushed in spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. He keeps all his bones, not one is broken. So for you who want justice, the Lord hears and he delivers. And he will make the difference. John 14 verse 27 says, my peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world do I give you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let them be afraid. So sometimes um, we want justice because we don't feel like what has been done to us is fair. And then we want to be recompensed for it. We want to be um, given justification for it. Exodus 14 and 14 says, the Lord will fight for you. You have only to be silent. Psalms 23 and 3 says, he restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. There's so much consolation to us in the word of God. So much promises to us that we can let go of unbelief. We could get let go of fear to change because of the, of the feelings of, 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 of the strong and high emotions that come. We could let go of secondary gains. We don't have to, 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 to feel, to have someone come and continuously pat us and say, oh, I feel so bad for you. I'm so sorry that happened to you. We could be strengthened within ourselves and say, I have moved past this thing. You know, it, yes, it was difficult, and yes, this and this happened. But you know what? I've I've chosen to let the person go. I have chosen to release them, and I've chosen to receive God's peace, as He tells me that I am His treasure. I'm a special possession. So that's what will draw you to want to remove yourself from out of a mindset that is unforgiven. 
and to put yourself into a mindset that is forgiven and not be blocked by unbelief, not be blocked by fear to change, not be blocked by secondary gain, not be blocked by the, the mindset of the victim mentality, not be blocked by wanting to, to um, justice for yourself. In Isaiah 43, verse 1 to 13 says, But now thus saith the Lord who created you, O God, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. Through the rivers, they will not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned, and the flames shall not consume you. For I am the Lord your God. So the consolation is in, is in the scripture. That when you choose to let go, when you choose to give up and you choose to release somebody, you choose to forgive them because you want to obey the word of God. Because you do not want to live in sin and you do not want to be in a place where your relationship with the Lord God Almighty is, in a, is not in a good place. When you choose to let go, the word of God consoles us and he says, fear not. I have called you by name. So whatever it is that has happened, and sometimes the situation that has happened to you, is you, you now identify yourself with that situation. Some people, um, when they've been rejected um, by someone, they, they walk around with that identity, and they have not forgiven that person and released them, or even themselves. So, that, so, so they take on the identity, but that's not what the word of God says. He says, I called you by name. And his name for us is that we are a royal priesthood. His name for us is that we are a holy nation. His name for us is that we are his peculiar people. His name for us is that we are his inheritance. So I want to thank God for taking the time out with you today as we look at what can block you from experiencing forgiveness? What can block you from giving forgiveness? Unbelief, fear of change, secondary gain, the victim mentality, and wanting justice for yourself. These are some of the things, that's not all of the things. These are some of the areas that are, can be operating in your life that is blocking you from, from forgiving someone. Because if you do not forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will not forgive you your trespasses. And he wants to forgive you. He wants you to be wrapped up in his love. He wants you to experience his peace. Like we read earlier, my peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. Not as the world give do I give you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. John 14, verse 27. So I leave that with you today. The Lord will fight for you. The Lord will not be silent. So fear not, because the I am is with you. Be not dismayed, because the I am your God will strengthen you. He will help you. He will uphold you with his righteous right hand. I just want to pray with you. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, 
there are some, oh God, that are, that wants to forgive, but have found themselves trapped in their minds and in their emotions, in their will, has been taken over by whatever the situation is that has happened and is holding them hostage. But Father, through your own power, through your own love, oh God, that is at work, I ask you right now in the name of Jesus that for each person, oh God, that has been trapped in unforgiveness because of unbelief, because of fear of change, because of secondary gain, because of the victim mentality, because of wanting justice for themselves or any other area, Father, that I have not mentioned, I ask you right now, sovereign God, that you will send help, that you will give them strength. That you will let the mind, O oh God, that has been taken captive be released from the enemy in the mighty name of Jesus. And there will be total and complete freedom to choose to forgive. Father, I pray that you strip the, the, each person in the reach of my voice of the enemy's attack on their minds. Attack on their emotions. Holding them hostage in these, these mindsets of unbelief. Holding them hostage in the mindset of fear. Holding them hostage with secondary gain. Holding them hostage with a, with a victim mentality. Holding them hostage with wanting justice for themselves. Father, I ask you right now, through your own divine grace and mercy, because your grace is sufficient and your strength is made perfect in their weaknesses. So this weakness, oh God, of unbelief, the weakness of fear, the weakness of secondary gain, the weakness of the victim mentality, the weakness of wanting justice for themselves. I pray, Father, that you will now cause strength to come. Strength that will cause, oh God, them to want to forgive. Strength for them to release. Strength for them to put their hope and their faith and their trust in the love that you have. That you will keep them. That you will cover them. That your grace is sufficient. That when they cried, you heard and you will deliver. And that you will set them free. That you are near to the brokenhearted and you save the crushed in spirit. Even though there are afflictions are many. You, oh God, deliver out of them all. So, Father, I thank you right now. And I pray, Father, that the enemy that has been utilized in these situations and these mindsets to hold each person in the reach of my voice hostage, now I come as an authorized agent of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I, and I command you to release each person right now. Release the mind. Release the emotions. In the mighty name of Jesus. And I declare the power of God will overshadow them. And they'll be free to do what is pleasing before God as he has commanded. That they will, they will forgive as they have been forgiven by Almighty God. Father, I give you thanks and I give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. I pray the Lord will bless you and keep you. That he will cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. That he will lift his glorious countenance upon you and grant you peace. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to thank God for you joining today as we talk about pursued by the heart of God and look at forgiveness and the things that can hold you from forgiving. And I thank God that you are released and you are a forgiving person and the love of God is just flowing through your life in a supernatural way. May God bless you until next time.